welcome one and all share like and uh push the thumbs up because you have landed on the Ayn Rand Center's daily objective. I'm Jonathan Honig from CapitalistPig.com and the news capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. Now I know what you're saying. It's not in jolly old England, but we're affiliated with jolly old England. In fact, we all are because we're all students of objectivism, part of what we define here at the old Ayn Rand Center UK as the philosophy posse, people of all different levels of interest, of experience, learning about Ms. Rand's philosophy of objectivism and talking with some of the biggest thinkers movers and shakers, if you will, in uh, objectivism. I was speaking just this morning with James Valiant, who's a, a noted objectivist philosopher, who's a regular on the channel here, but Harry Binswanger, Leah Pearson, Harry, uh, um, Dr. Leonard Peikoff, all appear on the channel regularly, and they do it because of your support. So I needed here today some super chat dollars. I already see our uh, established and much appreciated YouTube subscribers like Robin Heenan, Robert, uh, Robert Nasser are already kind of filing into the, the chat here as well. So we wanna see you active uh, about a pretty uh, conscientious and I think uh, topical idea here today. Of course, we're always trying to think about some of the biggest events of the day, interpreting them through and, and helping to understand life and live a, little, a better life through Ms. Rand's philosophy of objectivism. We're gonna do that uh, today with something that as they say is ripped from the headlines. Now, I always wanna say, we always wanna make the disclaimer that we are students of objectivism. So this is not, a, a presentation of objectivism. It's not a, uh, endorsed by Dr. Peikoff or Binswanger or Ms. Rand, um, but it is our interpretation and my interpretation of some of what's going on in the world as someone who's studied Ms. Rand's philosophy for a few years now, a few years now. One of my favorite quotes from Ms. Rand is around this idea of judgment, quoting now, the moral precept to adopt is judge and prepare to be judged. So let's go ahead and judge judge Mr. Kanye West, AKA Yee, who's certainly been in the news a lot uh, lately and judge him not based on the color of his skin or his tribe or uh, collectivist uh, uh, action or element, but based on what he's actually said. Oh, something like, quote, I, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. The artist formerly known as Kanye said, now what? The funny thing is I can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys, meaning the Jews, have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Planned Parenthood was the product of a collaboration between the KKK and Market Sanger to control the Jew population. This is Kanye talking now. This is, this is his words. He told Jared, he, he told uh, Tucker Carlson they believed Jared Kushner only arranged peace agreements between Arab nations and Israel to make money. He blamed Jewish media and Jewish Zionists for numerous alleged misdeeds, saying that the Jewish people have owned the black voice and on and on and on. He told uh, Carlson, he said he, he preferred his kids knew Hanukkah more than Kwanzaa because it quote, at least comes with some financial engineering. Okay taking our cue from Ms. Rand here, let's judge, we'll be, let's judge. In her words, you must judge all men as conscientiously as you judge inanimate objects with the same respect for truth, with the same incorruptible vision by as pure and a rational, a process of identification that every man must be judged for what he is and treated accordingly 
just as you do not pay a higher price for a rusty chunk of scrap than for a piece of shining metal, so do you not value a rotter above a hero. That's from Atlas Shrugged, and Kanye West is a rotter. That is what he is. Let's judge him for what he is and make no excuses, no back talk about history and experience and race and put all that aside and judge him for what he is. And if some of what you heard sounds a little familiar, right? Oh, where have I heard all that before? You know, the Jewish people are doing this. And they just, you know, where it sounds a little familiar. You know, Kanye is supposed to be this innovator. He's this uh, amazing unique voice, but it sounds a little familiar. Of course, I mean, that's straight up David Duke. If you know, David Duke was like one of the most renowned anti-Semites and, and clans leaders of the certainly 20th century, the early 21st century here in the United States. But everything that Kanye has been spouting is straight up white power anti-Semitism. And, you know, th this is the language, this is the rhetoric, this is the ideology that Kanye has been espousing. And this is what he wants to be identified with. I mean, he gets, he could go on any platform in America, he could go on any platform in the world. This is the ideas that he wants to share. How can you describe it other than completely, you know, unreason? It's irrationality and it's unreason. One of my favorite lines from Dr. Peikoff is, unreason leads to force. And in my mind, I would add to that force and destruction. I mean, and, and this has led to, this un, complete unreason from Kanye has led to massive destruction. I mean, unreason doesn't lead to getting awards, not at all. Unreason doesn't lead to signing very lucrative, multi, multi, multi-million dollar uh, partnerships with great big brands like Adidas, not at all. And, and for what? I think that's the almost nihilistic element of all of this is, you know, none of what has prompted Kanye's complete implosion had anything to do with music, fashion, ideas, discrimination. You know, there's no, there was no, he, he, there's no victimization here. It wasn't even like people were putting down his fashions. Uh, there was no, there's no ideology here at all. Thank you, Mary Lean. I mean, Imagine just for a minute if he hadn't gone the tired old David Duke route, white lives matter. I mean, just some old stupid collectivist racist saw. What if he had done something a little bit original? I mean, you know, Dr. Peikoff and Miss Rand are original radical voices. Kanye, as I'm saying, he's recycling Klan's uh, uh, quotes. Uh, it, it's not original. So what if he'd done something a little original on that t-shirt, like, oh, I don't know, read Ayn Rand. And he could have said, yeah, you know what? I've never read any books. He's, he said he's never read a book, but I'm gonna start with, you know, I don't know, We the Living. I mean, I'm gonna read it in a book group. We're all gonna do it together. And imagine how powerful that would have been, something positive. What if it was something even, forget even reading. And thank you, Kim Jita Bishak for the two pounds. Thank you, Mary Aline. We need that. Please hit us up in the super chat. You're the only thing keeping the, the programming, the network we have going here. So imagine if Kanye had did something that was, you know, respect the individual. He didn't even know, have to know anything about a, a philosophy. Just say, hey, I'm an individual, respect the individual. It was something even a little more uh, provocative, maybe. Kanye likes to be provocative, rationally selfish. Imagine if he did something with just a little bit of idea, thought, and I, a any kind of reason behind it. But 
what we got, you know, what ultimately that unreason that has led to his unbelievable downfall is that same old tire, tired barnyard. And if you read Miss Rand's essay on racism, you know, she describes it as a barnyard mentality. And that's exactly what Kanye is. That's what he's espousing. There's nobody's putting him up to this. He's giving him a microphone and this was coming out of his mouth. And it is no different than the clan, the clan. Chris, Christopher is right. It's, it's ant, straight up anti-Semitic tropes. There's zero excuses, no difference in the clan. Now I know many on the right and, you know, we believe, I, I believe I should say that objectivism is not on the right left continuum. We are individualists. Everyone else is on the collectivist continuum. And many on the right, many who you know, have, have, and I guess still defend Kanye say that, oh, this is just cancel culture. Kanye is being canceled. Where's the free speech? Yeah, and, and if you know, Dr. Brooke, your own Brooke, he would never, he, I think he's talked about, he's not gonna get on the stage with Noam Chomsky. He's not gonna get on the stage with grown up communists. So Kanye, this is not Kanye being canceled. There's no canceling here. This is about Kanye being a jackass. And that's what you do with, irrational jackasses is that you differ. Well, it, I'll just say this. It's not just me who believes that Kanye is a jackass. Obama, to his credit, got this right 12 years ago. The young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. What's he doing? Why would he there? do that? He's a jackass. <laughs> No, no, this, all this stuff. And he was right. I mean, Obama was right. He was a jackass 12 years ago and a, jack the young lady and a jackass now. And uh, someone in the, the super chat implied um, or asked, you know, why this discussion of Kanye? Why is this? Well, and it kind of got me thinking <clears throat> of a, a quote from Miss Rands from the virtue of selfishness, that virtue of selfishness, that to discuss evil in a manner implying neutrality is to sanction it. So I think to some extent, it is important to withdraw sanction. You know, sanction is something that we all have. It's something that in my mind, this is my own interpretation now, I mean, it's sanction, it, our sanction is ours. No one else can give our sanction, not by force. Only we give our sanction. And that is something that we own. And if you know anything about evil, and I think, I believe objectivism's understanding of how evil is even able to live, how it's impotent, if not for people allowing it, if you will, giving it air. Our sanction is the only thing that prevents evil, our refusal to give it. So I think the fact that so many people have withdrawn sanction from Kanye West, and not just individuals, but all the big brands who represent those individuals, major, major. I mean, Kanye was crowing about he was the richest black American like four weeks ago. And he's well, well, well off that list now. We'll get into that in just a second now. But the fact that all these people are withdrawing their sanction, I think is really, really important and really, really powerful. Uh, they don't want to have any, would you want to get on a stage with David Duke? Would your own Brooke, Dr. Brooke want to get on the stage with Noam Chomsky? Why would you share the stage with pieces of filth? So the fact that he's been completely ditched is a really positive thing. You shouldn't sanction uh, Dreck, his lawyers, uh, you know, and, and even people who really don't, does, my guess is don't have a lot of money. An educator who teaches at a private school is leaving. Uh, pro athletes are dropping out of his sports operation, his sports operation. And of course, he's feeling the consequences. And that is 
very positive. This is from uh, the Daily Beast. Kanye West's net worth has plummeted 80% following his anti-Semitic outbursts. I think it could be actually even more than that. Um, but I, I don't have schadenfreude. I don't really think about it or experience it. But I do think this is a case of justice being served. This, you know, this is justice. He got what he deserved. I remember Dr. Peikoff saying that in what one of his podcasts. What is justice? Someone getting what he or she deserves. And the fact that it, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to speak up it in particular, this issue in particular, was a story that some of you who've studied Miss Rand might remember, going back to her relationship with Isabel Patterson. And this was, I had to be reminded of the specifics from James Valiant, who's a regular on our channel. So thank you, James, for reminding me of this. And thank you for your support for keeping James here and keeping me here and keeping the channel going. Isabel Patterson was a writer, of, uh, a popular writer in the turn of the century. Uh, one of her books was The God of the Machine, which I believe Miss Rand liked. Isabel Patterson was invited to Los Angeles by Miss Rand when Miss Rand lived in Hollywood. Rand flew her out to meet conservative connections that could help Pat in her plans for a right-wing journal. Uh, uh, Rand introduced uh, Patterson to Maury Reiskind, which was her friend, who was the Pulitzer Prize, winning, Pulitzer Prize winning writer who collaborated with Gershwin and the Marx Brothers. In private, Rand asked Pat what she thought of Reiskind. Pat said, quote, I don't like Jewish intellectuals. To which Rand replied, then you don't like me. And that is a well-known story. Barbara Brandon recounted it. And Miss Rand was known while being an atheist of speaking up in the face of anti-Semitism. And I encourage you to do just that. One, again, quoting from Ms. Rand now, one must speak up in situations where silence can objectively be taken to mean agreement or sanction of evil. When one deals with irrational persons where argument is futile, a mere I don't agree with you is sufficient to negate any implication of moral sanction. When one deals with better people, a full statement of one's views may be morally required, but in no case and in no situation may one permit one's own values to be attacked or denounced and keep silent. That's what we do, have done today, and hopefully helping point you towards some of Ms. Rand's resources and thoughts uh, on this issue. And that's what we're doing hopefully every day here with the Daily Objector and the Ayn Rand Center. Okay, and we're only able to do it thanks to your ongoing support. Didn't see a lot of super chat here today. And hard not to take that tremendously personally, given the, oh, I don't know, hours and hours I put into putting these uh, presentations. But it's a great time for you to become a member. Go to dot, 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 or I should say www.einrandcenter.co.uk, become a member. That way you can do it automatically. It's like 10 pounds a month, not a lot, a lot of money. And what you're keeping going is history's biggest and largest and most comprehensive daily network of programming inspired by objectivism. Never seen this before. We've always talked about it. In the old days, you know, they had to write away for uh, uh, tapes, sent you a tape, you listen to the tape, you just send a tape back. We're bringing you daily programming that's literally ripped from the headlines with some of the smartest folks involved in the objectivist movement from all over the world. Mark Pellegrino, Don Watkins, Rucka Ali, Mar um, uh, well, and Lee Pearson. Lee's on the list. In fact, Lee's coming up tonight at 10 p.m. UK, cutting edge with Lee Pearson on 
New Reasons for Realism in J.J. Gibson's Direct Perception Theory. So that's what we're doing here. We're bringing this whole spectrum of things really in, you know, I'm gonna say in the weeds, but it's a really unique approaches on metaphysics and epistemology with people like Leah Pearson, established and Shoshana Milgram, people are really established in the philosophy, adaptions of pop culture with uh, um, uh, Mark and his TV talk and all that. So we bring you this whole network. We need your support to do it though. So before we close out today, take this opportunity, two pounds, five pounds, be a trader, don't be a freeloader. At this point, many of you are freeloaders. Uh, two pounds, five pounds, uh, five pounds and change value to value. Thank you so much, Barry Lean, for all your support, the official fairy godmother of the Ayn Rand Center UK. So keep it tuned. Now's a great time to share the show, like the show, friend the show, become the member online, become the member in real life, see us in all of our, our in, uh, live events that are now occurring throughout Europe and go to the webpage aynrandcenter.co.uk to learn more. Jonathan Hornig from CapitalistPig.com. We're back here tomorrow with another Daily Objective. Until then, from all of us at the Daily Objective and the Ayn Rand Center UK, we're wishing you best premises. Be well.